Hey, well, hello, everybody. I'm Paul. I'm one of the pastors here at Mariners, and it is great to have you with us today. I'm so glad to be able to have an opportunity to share with you. Today, we are going to spend a few minutes talking about the past, um, specifically your past. Now, don't you hate it when, when stuff you did when you were younger is brought up? You know, you're at the family get-together, and they bring up the stupid dance you did when you were four years old. Or you're with some old high school friends at this reunion, and um, they talk about the milk that came up your nose, or they remember your hair. You know, um, anyone of you have a mullet? Remember mullets? Sometimes it's funny, and, and other times you think, please, you know, can we, can we just forget this? But we are going to dig up the past a bit, not to bring embarrassment to anybody, actually, but, but our desire and God's desire is to bring healing. Would, would you pray with me, please? God, right now in these moments, um, I pray that there would be healing for all of us, that you would help us to redeem those hurtful, even harmful or embarrassing things in our past and as we bring them to light, Father, may you make us better for you and for others. And give me the words to share in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. We are uh, talking about beliefs that can drive you crazy. And it's from a, a great book by Drs. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. Um, and there are things we really do. What they say is there are things that we pick up in life that can really mess us up. And, and some of you remember these even from the, from the past. I remember step on a crack, you know, and you're going to break your back. Or there's this one that Brussels sprouts can actually be made to taste good. That's a myth. It can't happen. But one we want to spend a few minutes talking about today is the myth or the saying that people say is, well, you can leave your past behind you. You can leave your past back there. The past is the past, just move on. Now, the, the myth is actually tied to a passage in the Bible, and it's a great passage, and it says this, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal. And, you know, it kind of sounds to me like we should just forget the past. I mean, it, it's done, it's over with, it's all, it's all forgotten, just forget it, and move past those mistakes, the time that you walked away from God, just forget that. Those that hurt me, the abuse that happened, you know, the soda up my nose, the pain even experienced in a relationship. I'll just forget what was behind. It's not that easy. We have recurring memories of those things. They keep coming up. And then we go back to that verse and we say, well, I'm supposed to be forgetting those things that were in my past. And then we get on ourselves because we don't feel like we're spiritual enough or strong enough to move past the past. Now, the reality is you can't leave the past behind. You can't. You and I cannot just walk away. We have to go back and deal with it. It's called redeeming the past. Redeeming the past. And redeeming the past actually is a very, very spiritual, growth-producing thing to do. Let's, let's talk about our past for a second, if we can. We, we think the past is, well, you know, it's the past. You know, it, 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 it's just there. It, it happened, and, and, and it just did. 
it's over, it, it can't be changed. I have, actually I have a small dent on my, on my shin bone, um, and it happened on a stupid water slide. Not that long ago, I, I had taken my daughter to a water park, and we were going to ride down these, the, this slide, and you're supposed to sit on this nice little floaty device thing, and it's supposed to kind of take you gently down and go down into the water, and, and it was a wonderful experience, supposedly to be. And, and my daughter, I got her situated and set and kind of pushed her, and, and, and you know, down she went. Well, as I was trying to get on the float, my foot slipped out from under me, and the floating device slipped out from under me, and it spun me around, and my shin slammed onto the lip of, of this slide. I mean, hard. Harder than, than hard. And it hit absolutely the wrong spot. And so what happened is now I'm starting to slide down this slide, and I'm scrambling to try and get on the, this, this sliding device, and, and then the pain started. It, it, it hit. And it was one of those that starts small and then grows in enormity. And as I'm going down the slide, I remember honestly seeing stars and, and trying to maintain consciousness. It was hurting so bad. And all these little kids are going, Wee, Mommy, look at me. And I'm going, Oh, Jesus, please take me. And, and we got down into the water, and Becky said, Daddy, let's do it again. That evening, even though it had happened earlier in the day, in the past, what? It, it was still hurting. In fact, it hurt for a month. And somebody could have said, but it was in the past. But what was in the past affected me. And if something physical in the past can affect me today. How about something emotional in my past? Can that not affect me today too? And you can say, well, bruises on the shin heal. This one took a long time. In fact, honestly, I still have a dent on my leg. And the same is true of situations in our past. While the past can't hurt me, my feelings, my emotions, the thoughts I have of the past can. Think about this for a second. We, we as humans, we, we kind of divide time into, into three different segments. Um, we break it down into past and present, the now, and the future. The past is, of course, the past, everything that's happened to us. Present's the right now, me and you living today. And then the future is going to be what is, is going to be. But that's too rigid a compartment for us. Um, you are who you are, and I am who I am. Why? Because of my past. My past still has a role in my present. Your response to life is because of, of who you are today, and that was shaped back then. In fact, your future will depend upon what you're doing today. So while we may have these compartments of past, present, and future, actually they blend together a whole lot more, and they have an effect upon each other. God is much more dynamic in life than, well, that was yesterday, just forget it and move on. And, and if you or if I got damaged in the past, and if it was never dealt with, the past is going to be a very real part of my life. It's going to be very real for you and for me. In fact, anything that has happened to me that has not been brought out into God's light 
honestly, it still has a life of its own. And it's going to affect my life today. Those things that happened in the past, if I have not been able to redeem them and bring them into God's light and deal with them God's way, then in my right now, my today, those things still have a life, a life of their own. And it's going to affect me. And if I don't bring them to the, to the light of God's light, they're going to have an effect on my life tomorrow and in my future. And so the question we need to work with is, have you and I let God's grace redeem the past things? Redeem and heal so I can move on to a better future. And if the answer is no, then those things aren't in the past. They're really not in the past. They're alive today. And they're creating stuff in your life. If yes, then those things have been healed and have transformed you for a better life. Remember that passage that, that I shared a few moments ago? Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I strain to reach the end of the race. Now, his past was not hurt, and it wasn't situations that he needed to forgive somebody. He's talking about his old way of trying to achieve God's approval in life. He tried to do it by being good. In fact, by doing this, what he's doing is the very thing we talked about. He's actually exposing his past. He's bringing it to God in order for God to redeem it. He's not saying, let's not go there. He's saying, let's go there and heal it. It was a wrong way of trying to get close to God. And really what it's saying and telling us to do is we need to go back into our past and make sure that we've dealt with the issues of the past through God so we can move ahead. And that is the only way that we can heal and it's the only way that we can move on and grow. And so what I'd like us to do is take just a few more minutes exploring some of the things in our past that we need to deal with. And these are the things that the Bible does talk about and God does help us with. So first of all, to deal with the past. In order to deal with the past, I need to deal with the wrong things that have been done to me. The Bible says this, Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, rebuke and expose them. What it's saying clearly is there are going to be deeds of darkness done. And that means there's going to be deeds of darkness that have been done to you. And we need to come to a place that says that was wrong. That that happened was wrong. And I recognize it as wrong. It means that some people have done stuff to us that have really messed us up. I mean, really have. And, and some of you are victims of that. And sometimes meeting with people, they're in a stuck place. And I will say, you know, maybe they're trying to, they're stuck in their growth. And sometimes they'll say, tell me something that happened in school that stands out in your mind, you know, something in your past. And they may talk about bullies or jerks or a tough memory of childhood or abuse or messed up parents. Those things, they, they come up. And, and really, God isn't so concerned and the Bible isn't so concerned about when something happened, whether it was yesterday morning or whether it was 10 years ago, it is really only focused on whether or not we have denied the darkness and just left it there or exposed it to the light 
and dealt with it God's way. And so sometimes we have to go back there and say, that was wrong. That did hurt. That did do damage. Now we don't just leave it it there. Um, It's going to lead us to the next part. It says, to deal with the past, I really need to forgive those that have hurt me. Those deeds done in darkness were done by people. And if I do not go back there and forgive them, they're still hurting me today. Unless you look back at the past, you can't forgive. And and again, sometimes as I meet with people and talk with people, they'll just pour out this whole, this, you know, they'll spill all this mess of hurt and problems and and they'll go in detail of what was done to them. I mean, in, in, in very clear detail. And then they'll say, oh, you know, but I've moved on. You know, I've moved on. And I'll say, you moved on to what? You know, reruns? You know, because you keep playing it back again in detail. And, and I have to say, you haven't moved on. It's still living in your life. And you have more work to do with this. And a lot of times, we put on a veneer of calm when we're still pretty angry at what others have done to us. So we have to go back and we have to forgive. We have to forgive. Or else, that which was done by that person, they still have control over me and over my life. And that part of my past, do you understand, has not been redeemed. And it becomes redeemed when I can go back and forgive that person, remove their control and their power from my life. How do you do that? Forgiveness is no longer holding what they did against you. It's letting it go. It is releasing the demand that they somehow make it up to us. And, 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 and we do that, and if you just kind of reflect for a moment, you'll see, you know, I'm going to give the silent treatment to that person, you know, because they hurt me. We were basically trying to make them pay in our own way. Forgiveness, real forgiveness, is releasing the demand that they make it up to us. The Bible says this, instead, be kind to each other. Tender-hearted, that's a preparation, forgiving one another just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Next one. To deal with my past, I, I need to grieve my losses. Grieving is a misunderstood thing. You remember when you were a kid, you know, suck it up, don't cry, you know, be strong. Um, Grieving is very important in our life. Henry Cloud says this, grieving is a conscious process by which we deliberately release our attachment to persons, goals, or wishes we can no longer have. It's a conscious process where we actually have to release attachment it's saying goodbye to certain things. Certain things even in the past. Hurts and losses, they keep me stuck if I don't grieve over them. And so that's why I say grieving is, is very healthy. And I, and I know people that say, you know, well, it's been God's will, so I really can't grieve. And they lose a person or a pet or a dream or a hope or a relationship or even a change of life. If those things happen, you should grieve. Because your life is no longer what it was. Something is now lost. Grieving 
is going back into the past and realizing that which once was is no longer going to be. And it's saying goodbye to that. And healing begins to happen. It's putting those memories to rest and saying goodbye and looking forward to what God can bring. Our, our church family here at Mariners, we started a program called Grief Share. It's incredible. It's for people that have maybe lost a loved one and are wondering why they can't get through it or why they're having trouble getting over it. And what it does is it truly helps you move into the past and look at those things and learn how to say goodbye. I've heard people say, do not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. I've heard that quoted um, to people who are emotionally depressed. Oh, don't grieve. It's not what it's saying. It's not saying don't grieve. It says don't grieve like those that don't have any hope. I still grieve. Loss of a loved one, I, I grieve. I miss them. And that's okay. I miss the time that we will never spend together again. I miss those things. But since I know that in Christ, if they're in Christ, I'll see him again, I don't grieve like those who have no hope. I still grieve. Last, the last thing is, to deal with my past, I must be thankful for my life story. I have to be thankful for my entire life's story. And here's where we kind of think, say what? You know, my life story, maybe you're saying, isn't so good. But, but, but understand, your life story, my life story, our life story, the good, the bad, the controlling people, the hurts, the pain, all of it, uh, they're there. I mean, we need to accept the fact that the past is what it was, and it made you who God wants you to become, and it's still shaping you today. I need to accept my past for what it was. It, it made me different. Um, it might have messed me up a little bit, but thank God I can be here and learn from it and grow from it. And, and my response, my good responses to people come from the challenges I've had in my past. Your responses to people come from the challenges that you've had from other people. Your patience comes from the experiences that you've had in your past. Your personality was woven together with a bunch of knots and hurts and bumps and ups and downs and good stuff and bad stuff, but they made you who you are today. And sometimes it's good to go back into your past and say, so that's where that came from. So that's why I'm the way I am. So that's why I've had these experiences in my life is because there's this person now that I can understand and relate to. It's redeeming the past. The Bible says this, and you will always give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks for what? Everything. The Bible says no matter what happens, always be thankful. Always be thankful. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. I've mentioned this before. One day I went on a, I call it a memory walk, and that sounds kind of dreamy, but it was a, 
I, I took a, a, a walk one time up in the woods, <clears throat> and I, I just kind of had to need, need to deal with some stuff from my past. You know, just stuff. And I remember as I started walking, I, I started from the earliest memories I could have. And, and I, I kind of just, as I walked, I walked through my mind, my past. The good, the bad, the things I was thankful for, the hurts. And I said, God, as I'm walking, I want you to help me understand and come to grips with why this happened and, and why that happened and why that person said what they did here and why this class was the way it was there and why these people did this to me at this point in time. And as I began to do it, I asked God, God, help me make sense of this whole thing. And he did. It began to come together to realize that my life's journey, as crazy as I thought it was, and as back and forth, and almost it seemed like it was going backwards sometimes, and in circles, and ups and downs, and off of cliffs, and up this and down that, I felt like God was saying, I needed you to go through that so that you can be who you are today to touch lives that only you can touch. So we have to take that, redeem that past, because it brought you to where you are today. And it's okay to say, God, I hated those things, but I am thankful for what they made me. And now you're taking those things and redeeming them for good. You can't change the past. You can't. You know, as much as I wish I could change your past and make it all go away and change my past and make it all go away, I can't. Past is part of us. But even though I can't change the past, I can redeem it. Redeem means make something better from it, and God is in the process of building our lives, yours and mine. And so I would say to you, bring your history to God, your story to God. Whatever happened, whether it was yesterday or 20 years ago, bring it to God. But in order for him to deal with your past, you need to bring all the broken parts to him, letting God redeem it all, to make it right, to make it better. Don't deny the pain of the past. The hurt's done to you, they hurt. And you can be healed today. You can forgive even right now, today. And you can actually benefit and leverage your life to better. By saying to God, God, I want to redeem those things in my past. And what I'd like to do is invite you to go to God with me right now. Inviting you to pray with me. Would you bow your head where you're, you are right now? Hey, and as I talk about your past, some of you are... are maybe even in tears right now because the past was so painful for you and I am so sorry for that. So, so sorry. People did things that were done in darkness. We have a God who specializes 
in taking horrible things, tragedies, making them new. And even though it hurt you so, so bad, by asking God to redeem that, there's somebody out there that needs someone exactly like you that has been scoured down through trials and hurts and pain so they might feel love and that they might have hope. If there's somebody that you need to forgive, forgive them right now. As long as you don't forgive them, they have power over you. You don't want that. God doesn't want that for you. So say, God, help me to forgive. I forgive him. I let it go. I'm done. Say, God, help me to grow. Help me to live life shaped by my story to become part of your story. Redeem my past, God. And heal me. And thank you, God, for being the God of the today, the now, that moves in lives dynamic and real. That we can walk in newness of life and freshness because you make all things new. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.